Welcome to Alessia's Divine Comedy, a journey through Dante's masterpiece, a read-along podcast hosted by me, Alessia Cesana Harris. This is episode 69, Paradiso, Canto Secondo, the sixth day, early afternoon. Good morning, or whatever time of day it is when you listen to this, I guess. It's really grey here, which makes a huge contrast with the sky in heaven as Dante described it so far. Today's canto begins with an address directly to us readers, who are in a small boat because our knowledge of theology isn't much, warning us not to try to follow his way because we will risk getting lost in the open sea, since he himself is pioneering a route that no one has ever taken and this path is directed by Providence itself, although we've seen it named in the usual classical references. Only those of us who have eaten the bread of angels for a long time should venture along. Now, this expression appears twice in the corpus of Dante's works, uh, here and in the Convivium, and both times it implies the highest form of knowledge, which is theology in the sense of infused knowledge of the revealed truth, compared to the knowledge that we can achieve of our own efforts alone. At the risk of sounding arrogant, I don't think I should pack up and go home just because I'm not St. Thomas Aquinas. I've read extensively what people significantly cleverer than me have written over the centuries, and so I'm confident my small boat can follow their way. So we'll be seeing episode 100 together. The subject of today's canto is the first sphere, that of the moon, the sight that Beatrice suggests should bring Dante to thank God for the privilege is described as a thick cloud which shines like a diamond hit by the sun. The two travellers fly through it like a ray of light across water, and Dante is in awe because he still has his flesh and does not understand how he can penetrate something solid like that. I begin to suspect that the pattern of latest signs of the age versus supernatural miracles that anyone normal would just take at face value after all we've seen so far is going to be a constant of this cantica. But of course, it's Dante we're talking about. And we're told such an experience should increase in us the desire to reach heaven so we can understand those things of the faith that are a mystery on earth. I must have overestimated my thirst for knowledge because figuring out why a body can go through a solid is quite low on my priorities for heaven. Call me sentimental, but I imagine I'd be buzzing around like a bee trying to say hi to favourite saints and looking for loved ones that have gone before me that I hope are in heaven. I just can't fathom how it is so close to seeing a bunch of people which includes St Thomas Aquinas, let alone God himself, and he is worrying about that. Anyway, I guess he has a book to write and nobody is in the sphere, so I'll cut in some slack. Now, things are about to get interesting for those of you who are science buffs, because the rest of the canto is dedicated to the explanation of the dark spots on the moon. First of all, it refers to a legend about how Cain was imprisoned there. Then he will use a materialistic explanation which he had used in the Convivium, only for Beatrice to discredit it and bring forward a metaphysical one. So let's step in. What's interesting about this passage is that, contrary to popular beliefs, 
Beatrice does not disprove the theory that Dante put forward with theological arguments, but with scientific ones. Using the same argumentative method that was common to Aristotle and then the scholastics, she refutes the science by pointing out the holes in the science and only brings up the metaphysical arguments to explain the correct theory. It's not a case of you're wrong because the Bible says so. A medieval poet seems to understand the Catholic view of science better than some contemporary traditionalists, but we still call that period the Dark Ages. Anyway, it is an interesting exchange. Dante's theory is that the spots are caused by a variation in the density of the star. This, as Beatrice points out, gives us two options. Either the moon is so thin it has holes, which is obviously false because it would show during eclipses, or it has solid mass with different density. However, she walks us through an experiment with three mirrors which shows Dante how the light will still shine with identical intensity in the one furthest away from the source of light, so that even if there are parts of the moon that are further from the sun, so the surface, there wouldn't be dark spots. And so, since the scientific explanation have been found to be insufficient, she goes on to explain with a reference to a later sphere that it is virtue which illuminates the stars, creating the effects of light and darkness in the way that people perceive it. The canto ends with the explanation that I've just espoused. This is of course proof that of what Dante said at the beginning. We can't reason away to understanding something that is only known to Beatrice through contemplation, and that us, this side of heaven, have to accept by faith. There is a symmetry in this explanation and the description of the one in the previous canto. There we had the many returning to the one, while here we have the one spreading into the many, or at least that's the interpretation from Professor Barolini. Nowadays, we know that the dark spots on the moon whose technical name is Maria from the Latin for seas, since they had been believed to be seas by early astronomers, are in fact ancient volcanic eruptions. I do wonder what the theological explanation for such phenomenons would have been if Dante had been writing in the age of the space agencies. I'd love to hear your theories if you have one. In the meantime, speak to you all tomorrow. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Alessia's Divine Comedy, A Journey Through Dante's Masterpiece. Thank you also to Alexander Nakarada for the music, which is fun for 10 or adds if it was not meant as a Roman numeral, and is available in the public domain. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Alessia underscore Sheik or on my blog www.sheikandcatholic.com.